On this episode, two simple keys to last longer and avoid premature ejaculation. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Stephen Mathis. Thanks for being here and listening and being a part of the community. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be connected with you in some way. I would love to be connected with you uh, in whatever way would be helpful, including if you would like to send me feedback, thoughts, questions, or if you'd like to book one-on-one coaching, you could do that by shooting me a text message, 801-742-1439, or hit me up with a direct message. You can find me on a few of the social channels. The links for those are in the show notes. And by the way, if this is your first time listening to the show, I imagine there's going to be some first-time listeners on this episode especially, uh, but there are in every episode, so welcome. I really appreciate you being here. This show is all about helping you kick ass as a man from the inside out. We talk about a variety of things, including, of course, as we're going to talk about today, sexual health and lots of aspects of sexual health. We also talk about nutrition and fitness and mind and habits and as I said, being the best that we can be from the inside out so that we can then go out into the rest of our lives and kick ass in all the ways and create the life that we want to create. So let's talk about premature ejaculation and lasting longer. This is something that we've touched on uh, on some previous episodes of the show in different ways. And I think it's something that pretty much every guy is interested in. Like it may not be something that you would say, oh, like I have a big problem with that. Or maybe it is because a lot of guys really struggle with that. Um, but even if it's something you feel good about, we can all, all be better pretty much, right? Until we get to the point where you have complete control over choosing how and when uh, you choose to ejaculate. That's where we want to be, and that's where we can be once we dial in the right habits and techniques and put them into practice and take the steps. We got to do the work, right? And that includes like, practicing and moving along the journey, just like most of the other things in life. It's not instant, um, but that's where we can get to, where we have complete control over choosing when to do that. And for some of you guys, that might not be too far off. Maybe you feel like you're kind of almost there. Or for some of you guys, you might feel that might seem like way far off. Like, I just want to last a few minutes longer, right? (laughs) You know, everybody's in a different place when it comes to this. So But like I said, I think it's something that pretty much everybody can benefit from having better control. So what what I want to talk about is two, the two main simple keys that I have found uh, in my own practice and in working with clients on, um, on helping them through some of these things and coaching them through being better. The two simple keys that make the biggest difference and the highest ROI both short term once you immediately put it into practice and the fundamentals that you really need to be build long term to really gain complete control over that and to be able to start really moving energy around in effective ways to be able to get to the point where you can have multiple orgasms without ejaculating these are what i found to be the two most fundamental keys so i want to just lay them out really clear as clear and actionable as i possibly can so when we ejaculate before we mean are meaning to, 
it, you're losing control. You're losing control, right? What are you losing control of? You're losing control of two things, your body and you're losing control of your mind, your focus, your awareness, those kind of things, right? So we need to address both of those if we're going to gain control and have stamina. And here's the thing about lasting longer, you guys, is this is not just about some like ego trip, you know, and I know that a lot of you guys know that, but, but I think there's a, uh, that gets sort of, that idea gets pushed in society a lot. And I think it's really, actually really, really, really important because you cannot connect deeply with a partner or you can all, or, and you can also not connect completely and deeply with yourself if it's not lasting very long. It's like how much how much can happen in a five minute workout? Like, eh, you know, how much can happen in an hour workout or a two hour workout or a four hour workout or a 30 minute workout or right. I mean, the more that we tap into something, the more that we can get out of it. And that's definitely true with our sexuality. And especially when it comes to being with a partner, if when you are with a partner, you will not be able to access the deepest, most connected places together if you can't last as long as you want to last. And if you're not lasting very long at all, it can actually create a lot of kind of underground resentment and, and things go things go funky. So it's really important as well, like I said, to be able to connect with ourselves. So if you're single, you know, or you're edging practice, your solo practice, again, if you have a really, really hard time controlling that, it's going to be really hard to actually like really fully tap into the energy source that that can be and the healing power of that. So having this control, being able to last longer is really, really critical to be able to get the most depth and power out of your sexual health. So let's talk about the two simple keys. Again, we're going to look at one, controlling our body and controlling our mind, because those are the two things that we lose control of. And they're both kind of interrelated as we'll, as we'll see. And they're not, right, everything's connected. Um, but first of all, when it comes to our body, what we lose control of when it comes to our body and ejaculating before you want to is you end up doing basically an involuntary Kegel. So for some of you guys, maybe if you're new to the show, let's really quickly go over what a Kegel is. And I have other episodes that go into this in more depth. A Kegel is basically the bottom line is we have a sex muscle. It's called your PC muscle. There's actually a couple of them that are kind of sort of layered together. But the bottom line is it's your sex muscle. And this is essentially in, uh, in, on your pelvic floor. And the easiest way to feel that muscle is to stop peeing midstream. If you go pee and you stop peeing midstream, you're having to squeeze essentially and do, you're squeezing your PC muscle. You're doing a Kegel. Okay. The opposite of that is called a reverse Kegel. And this is something that much uh, less awareness around this and and far fewer guys know about this, but it's incredibly important as we're going to get into in a second is a reverse Kegel. So reverse Kegel is like, again, if if a Kegel is like a squeeze and it's stopping the pee midstream, a reverse Kegel is more of like a push and it's almost like if you were outside and you were trying to pee farther or faster or harder. Okay. Now, one additional thing that I should note with that is we kind of have, you can almost like do that more of like towards the front 
towards your like almost balls area, right? Towards that like frontal area. And you can also do it more towards the back around your anus, almost like if you were gonna squeeze, hold in a fart or push out a fart kind of thing, okay? All right, so that's Kegel and reverse Kegel, right? So Kegel is like a squeeze and the reverse Kegel is more of like the push, okay? And if we think about a Kegel on one side and a reverse Kegel on the other, so like a, a strong squeeze on one side and a strong push on the other, and then in the middle is where it's just relaxed. Okay, so there's like this scale. When we, when you ejaculate before you want to, what happens is you're doing an involuntary Kegel. You're, you're squeezing that. If you think about what happens when you ejaculate, that Kegel basically becomes like this pumping action. So what essentially happens when we, on a physical basis, um, I mean, there's the energetic side of it too, but on a physical basis, the key thing that's happening is you're basically doing these involuntary Kegel squeezes when you're not wanting to, and those Kegel squeezes kick into gear and, and that takes you over the edge and it starts that process, right? So the most powerful thing that you can do from a physical body standpoint to last longer is to practice and strengthen that muscle by doing Kegels, but especially by doing reverse Kegels. Because if you think about, again, it's a muscle, right? And it's like basically using the muscle in, in opposite directions. So it's just like if you think about your arm, you know, extending it one direction, bending it the other. It's like, we, it's opposing forces. And what happens with the Kegel and the involuntary Kegel and what why a lot of guys fall uh, get stuck in this premature ejaculation thing is a lot of guys actually do Kegels kind of automatically, especially, especially, um, I feel like younger guys, right. Uh, with sort of higher baseline drives, but a lot of guys will do sort of those Kegels without even thinking about it throughout the day. And so what happens is that may, muscle may actually have some strength, but it's all to the Kegel side. And it's, so it's kind of, it's really out of balance. So what happens is when you get aroused and you get to that point, it's so that muscle is so wanting to get into that Kegel squeeze side that it just boom, it just like fires. Okay. So one of the most powerful things you can do is balance that out by doing reverse Kegels and practicing reverse Kegels every single day. It's incredibly simple. You can do it literally anytime, anywhere. You could be standing in a store. You could be driving your car. You could do it anytime, anywhere. Now, if you haven't been doing Kegels and if you don't like immediately know what that is in your body, if you're not already doing that, you're going to want to start to do some regular Kegels so that you can identify the muscle. Um, so you'll want to do both, both Kegels and reverse Kegels. And there's an app that I use on iOS called Stamina, S-T-A-M-E-N-A. -E there's an app on uh, there's a couple apps, apps on Android. There's one that's called My Kegel Trainer, I think is what it's called. Um, basically, they're just timers, right? That will help you kind of go through some different length holds and it can be helpful to have the timer there. Um, or you can, again, just do it anytime, anywhere. But the key is practice Kegels enough so that you build up the strength to that, to that side because we do want to have strong Kegel squeeze side strength because that becomes really important when it comes to moving energy around. And I have other episodes, again, that kind of go into more depth on that. And I'm also gonna be going into more depth on that on a training that I'm gonna have coming up on October 15th is when that's going to start. So I'll be uh, communicating more with you guys in the coming days on how you can uh, join us for that. But 
that's something that moving energy idea is something that we go into in more depth in other places, but a strong Kegel squeeze is important for that. So we do want to have a strong Kegel squeeze, but again, we, it's really, really important to balance that out. And most likely, unless you've heard me talk about it before and you started, most guys don't ever really do reverse Kegels. So it's very likely that you'll probably be in a situation where you want to do more reverse Kegels to balance things out. And then what happens is when you develop that reverse Kegel strength, that pushing strength, and the control to be able to engage it when you want to engage it. Because it's it's not like part of the thing with, with Kegels and accessing that muscle is, is the ability to control it. It's not like, in other words, you can move your arm pretty much exactly the way you want to move your arm. You, you don't have to like try to kind of dial into like, oh, how do I kind of move that? It's almost more of like, it, it takes a little dialing in for your brain to be able to connect to engage that muscle how and when you want to engage it so part of that doing kegels process is improving that and once you improve that and you improve the strength what happens is when you then get to that point when you're aroused instead of and you get up to like where you're getting close to the edge and you need to kind of control it dial it back and that kind of thing instead of those involuntary kegels kicking in now you have better control and you also have strength on the push side so that you can actually kind of like bring it back to that relaxed place in the middle because that relaxed place in the middle or maybe a little bit on the like reverse kegel side where you're doing like like a little bit of the push kind of action is where you can last way 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 longer so what again what happens is as you get pull the higher and higher up that arousal scale it's going to want to pull you towards doing kegels towards towards doing kegels to take you over the edge and by developing the control and the strength in that muscle you're going to be able to keep that muscle more in that relaxed position and actually prevent your body itself from taking you over the edge and kicking that process into gear so that's key number one and the action item with that is be doing kegels every day and especially be doing reverse kegels every day reverse kegels so important and then the other thing is once you start doing those sessions just again driving walking sitting whatever then you want to start putting that into practice when you're actually either edging or having sex right and the more that you practice that the more you're going to gain control where you can essentially use that muscle to help control that the flow of energy essentially that's a kind of part of that right and prevent again those involuntary kegels from kicking in as well so that's key number one in the physical key. The other part, which of course has a physical element that we'll talk about, is your mind and your awareness. When you lose control of your mind, when you lose focus at that high arousal place, that's when you're going to, again, it's going to pull you over the edge, right? And I'm sure that you felt that before. So a really big part, and you may actually feel that right from the beginning. You may actually feel like, man, like I feel like I don't have hardly any control right from the beginning. And part of that is because I'm, you know, I'm like not very focused or I'm anxious or whatever. So this will address both of those, but it'll definitely address the, when you get higher up on that arousal scale, how you can maintain focus and how you can really maintain focus and connection and energy flow the whole time that you're either edging or having sex or whatever. And maintain your awareness and your focus. And that is your breathing. You're breathing. And I want to get into a couple of really specifics on that. 
When you lose control of your breathing, again, you lose control of your arousal. You maintain control of your breathing. You, you stay in a place of calm, of focus, of connectedness. Energy flows more freely, freely. You're more aware and connected with what's going on. And the key way to maintain that focus is breathing through your nose, nasal breathing, keeping your mouth closed and breathing through your nose. Now, before you like freak out, no, I'm not saying that like if you're having sex with somebody, you can literally never open your mouth the entire time. But what I am saying is that if, you, if you're in those places where it's like, okay, like, whoa, I gotta be kind of cautious here in terms of my arousal so that I can main, like not be going over the edge, and right? Or if you're really wanting to get into the deepest kind of connected place, then yeah, you do want to have your mouth closed and be breathing through your nose because I've talked about nasal breathing and you know previously a lot of you guys have heard me talk about that if you've been listening for a bit. So powerful for so many reasons. Um, one of the biggest reasons is that it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. So this is your rest and digest nervous system. So it puts your inner, uh, it puts your inner game into that calm place. It puts your mind your energy, your spirit into that calm, more rested place instead of being in the sympathetic nervous system, which is like this fight or flight. And what happens, let's go, let's take it back to a primal perspective. Okay. And we're cavemen and our, our only like, you know, our, we're really primal from the standpoint of our goal with having sex is to procreate. Right. So imagine you're having sex and um, you see that, you know, a lion is approaching in the distance. Like what's going to happen? Your body's going to be like, okay, boom, ejaculating. Because the point is to procreate, right? So that's that fight or flight. Now, obviously a lion is not approaching, but in a lot of ways, so many of our, or so much of our brain and our, and our nervous system functions on, on a level like it, like it always has, like it did then. And one of those is kind of this fight or flight mechanism. So it's in a more subtle way, but when our fight or flight, when that sympathetic nervous system is activated, it's much, you're not connected to your mind, your awareness internally, your breathing gets out of whack. Everything gets, everything gets disconnected is the best way to put it. When you're in your parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest nervous system, everything is connected. It's calm. It's centered. And that's the place where you can last dramatically longer. That probably has an even this. I mean, I, they're like one A and one B. You know, I would say these two things that we're talking about here. Um, but and it probably depends upon the individual. But for a lot of you guys, you might find that this met this maintaining your breathing is actually even more impactful. Uh, but just as, I mean, like I said, it's 1A and 1B kind of thing, depending on who you are. But this maintaining your breathing and staying in that calm, centered, connected place is huge. Absolutely huge. Because when you lose that, you lose control. Part of the reason you lose control is the energy flow. So energy is flowing around our body. And when we are really, we are energy. Not only is energy flowing around our body, I mean, we are energy, but there's also this flow of energy. And one of the things that happens when we're having any kind of sexual activity is that energy builds up and it starts doing something, right? We access that energy. So the old school way of masturbating and ejaculating is like, 
you know, the energy builds up in essentially in your groin area, you ejaculate, you get rid of all the energy. Or if you're having sex with a partner, it can be basically the same thing. You know, you quickly build up energy in that area, you ejaculate, uh, and, and the energy goes, right? One of the fundamental things that we want to do with semen retention, with, um, you know, with edging, with lasting longer is take that energy and move that energy and take it. And so it's not just isolated in your groin area that it actually starts to move along these pathways and recirculate in your body. And when you are in your parasympathetic nervous system, that can happen. That's where we need to be, to be able to have the, the intention and the awareness and the connectedness to feel actually what's going on and actually learn how to move that energy around like that. When you're in your sympathetic nervous system in that fight or flight, it's going to be almost impossible to be connected to that, to that energy, at least in a way that you can really understand it and guide it. So staying connected in that parasympathetic nervous system through your breathing is so, so key. And it's really, really simple. Again, close your mouth, breathe through your nose. Now, a couple of other things that are really important with that. Number one, keep breathing. Okay. The other thing, even if you're breathing through your nose, if you hold your breath, same thing and experiment with this, try this the next time you're edging or, or having sex or whatever. Even if you're breathing through your nose, if you hold your breath, you're going to find that all of a sudden your mind gets a little disconnected. You're not connected to that energy as much. It's not flowing around as much. It's going to kind of get stuck more and it's going to be like, Oh, what, what do I do with it? Right? Keep breathing, keep breathing slow through your nose, keep breathing slow through your nose. It's really simple. It takes some practice to dial it in and you want to dial it in so that it becomes second nature. So they don't have to think about it. Right. At first you're going to have to think about it and like keep yourself in that place. But then eventually with practice, it'll be second nature. One final piece of this, which is something that again, some aspects of this, there's way more that we can go into depth, but the simple, um, but really powerful thing is this experiment with when your mouth is closed and you're breathing through your nose, experiment with whether you're where your jaw and your teeth and your tongue are meaning is your jaw closed where your teeth are connected and your tongue is on the roof of your mouth. So you're in this sort of closed connected state or are your, is your jaw kind of dropped a little bit where your teeth are separated and your tongue's kind of sitting down. It's probably one or the other if you try that now, right? So you can do both of those still having your lips and your mouth closed, but then those can be in one position or the other experiment with what happens when you have it in one position or the other, what you will probably find is this, when you close your jaw so that your teeth are connected and your tongue is on the roof of your mouth, it's like closing a circuit so that the energy can flow through that more effectively. So if we're taking this energy from your, you know, sexual center and you're sending it kind of up your spine, which is the path that it goes along and you're sending it up your spine into the crown of your head. If that circuit is closed, then that energy can continue to flow through there. If that circuit is open or disconnected, 
then that energy almost kind of has to bounce back and go back to where it came from. I think that's the easiest way to think about it. So experiment with, again, you all, as much as possible and anytime you're in that high arousal, need to maintain control kind of place, keep your mouth closed, breathe through your nose, slow, controlled, don't stop breathing, keep breathing. And again, experiment with closing your jaw so that your teeth are connected and your tongue is on the roof of your mouth. And when you close that circuit, then the energy can flow through there. And it's so powerful what happens when that energy can actually keep flowing. Because even if you're, you know, even if you're maintaining control of your physical body in terms of preventing that involuntary Kegel, and even if you're maintaining nasal breathing and you're maintaining that calm centered place, if the energy builds up in such a way that it kind of like has nowhere to go, then you're still going to run into that place. So by closing that circuit and allowing that energy to flow through all the way in this circular pattern where it goes from your sexual center, back through your lower back, up your spine, up to the crown of your head, down the front of your head, through your jaw, down the front of your body, back down to where it came from. And it goes in this circular pattern. So it's like, if you think about that circular track and whether it's open or closed, and again, I'm not saying that you have to have like your jaw clenched hundred percent of the time when you're having sex or you're edging, but experiment with how that affects the energy flow. And especially if you, when, when you get into those really higher arousal states where you're wanting to stay there, but maintain control, or especially if you, if you need, you know, if you do need to kind of dial it back a little bit, or if you're wanting to get to the place where you can have multiple orgasms without ejaculation, these are the two keys. Maintain control of your PC Kegel muscle so that it doesn't involuntarily squeeze. So that involves strengthening that muscle and doing reverse Kegels. And then maintain your breathing, your calm, your awareness, and your circuit of energy by closing your mouth, nasal breathing, slow, controlled, keep breathing, don't stop breathing. And again, when you're really needing to let that energy flow because maybe it's starting to build up or when you're having, like if you're gonna have an orgasm without ejaculation, you're gonna need to send all that energy like shooting up. You wanna have that circuit closed with your teeth together and your tongue on the roof of your mouth so that energy can flow through there. So those two keys, you guys, like there are other things that come into play for sure when it comes to lasting longer and moving energy and having orgasms without ejaculation and all those. I mean, there's so much more to all of that, but these two keys, if you practice these and put these into play in your life, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will last longer. However long you're lasting now and whatever your control is now, if you do these two things in a dialed in way, you're gonna have better control than where whatever kind of control you have now. I guarantee you. So practice that, do reverse Kegels, make sure that Kegel muscle is strong and balanced between Kegel and reverse Kegel. And then nasal breathing, keep breathing, don't stop breathing keep breathing. 
uh, and then close that circuit, right? Close that circuit when you really need to move that energy by closing your jaw, tongue on the roof of your mouth, and then, then that energy can really flow. If you put those two things into play, such a huge difference it's going to make. So let me know. I would love to hear from you if you have been doing those things because you've heard me kind of talk about one or the other a little bit, or if you put those things into play, what kind of difference it makes. Um, I'm excited to hear from, I know I'll hear from some of you guys because for some of you guys, this is going to be new and man, it makes a huge, huge, huge difference. And I know that's something that is really important to, I mean, all guys, we want to have a good experience with that, right? we got to be able to last as long as we want to last. So go out, put those into action. Um, when it comes to being able to put it into action, we got to practice, right? So if you have a partner, uh, I would suggest practicing these things on your own edging as well so that you can dial them in. Because again, you want it to be second nature. You don't want to have to be like thinking about it too much. You want it to just be the automatic way that you react. And that's when things really get awesome. So practice it. And part of that practicing it thing, when it comes to the nasal breathing is, I mean, you've heard me probably talk about nasal breathing. If you haven't, wow, go back and listen to a couple of the episodes where I talk about that and we'll talk about it more so powerful for so many reasons. Just, I mean, wow, nasal breathing is so impactful. But in order to be able to stay in that place of nasal breathing while you're edging, while you're having sex, you're going to obviously want to practice that other times. Like you don't want to just be a mouth breather all day and then try to nasal breathe while you're having sex. Like, no, that's not, you know, practice it as much as you can all the time. We want to be ideally nasal breathing hundred percent of the day and night, except if we're talking or eating or drinking, right? And I guess eating or drinking really a lot of the time we're nasal breathing anyway, right? Take the bite, nasal breathe while you chew. So nasal breathing is so powerful and so effective. And the more that you practice it, the more it'll be automatic and the more it'll be automatic when it comes to applying it to edging or sex. So Anyway, I hope that helps you guys. Let me know if you have thoughts, questions. Like I said, if you want to book a coaching call, we can definitely do that. Or if you put this into practice and I would love to hear your experiences. So again, shoot me a text message, 801-742-1439 or hit me up in the DMs on one of the social media channels. I'm on Telegram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. You can hit me up on any of those messengers. That's a great way to reach me as well. You can find the links those in the show notes. So again, if you want to book coaching or if you have any questions, feedback, anything like that, hit me up anytime. And as I mentioned on the last episode, last, was it the episode before that? Anyway, recently call me, call me and leave me a voicemail. I would love to get a voicemail from you. And I'm going to start uh, playing some of those on the show. So if you have a question that you would like to hear me address on the show, call and leave me a voicemail. I'll answer some of those on the show. Uh, Or if you have feedback or if you want to let me know, you know, how it's gone for you listening to the show, call me 24 hours a day is fine. 801-742-1439. Call me, leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. Sending you guys good vibes, vibes of kicking ass, vibes of keeping your vibration high, lots of things happening, but we can do it, man. We got this. Oh, we got this. Go on, get some. Talk to you soon.